0: Hello and welcome to week three of our series we've called Influencer. All month long we've been discussing the responsibility, the opportunity, and the influence that we have in the lives of others as believers. We've been discussing how it's our responsibility to take our lives, our gifts, our talents, our abilities, our words, our actions, and live it out in front of other people so that we make Jesus more attractive. That's exactly why we are here on the earth as Christians, as to be influencers. And all of this comes out of Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, where Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Put your name right there where the word you is. Say you, Brandon, my name, you are the light of the world. Put your name like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, A lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Jesus is saying your life is here to be an influence. It is to shine out for all the people to see so that people will praise your heavenly Father. Influence means that I am leading or I am directing, I am guiding someone, not to my own fame or not to my own game, but so that Jesus becomes famous. And today, I titled your message, Like and Subscribe. I love technology and I'm kind of a tech junkie. And I love YouTube because I can follow all of the leading tech experts that tell us what's new. And I love to watch product reviews. And there's not a video that I watch where someone doesn't say, Hey, if you're watching this video, be sure to like and subscribe. They may say something like, smash that like button and hit that subscribe, hit the notification bell so that you can get all of the latest updates as soon as they drop. Like and subscribe. Everyone is looking for our attention. They want us to be in tune with them so that we can receive from their influence. Now if they have something that brings value to my life, something that I enjoy, if they have content that I am attracted to, then I don't have any problem hitting that like button or hitting that subscribe button so that I can get all of their content. Today I want to talk to us about living lives in such a way that people would want to like and subscribe to who we are meaning that my life is lived in such a way that I bring value to people who are around me, that they receive something from me, that I have something to give that is attractive, that makes them better, that pushes them to be the best version of themselves. At Cultivate Church, we say this, to discover what it means to live life on purpose. We believe that there's more than just the 9 to 5, the everyday, the the being in a cycle that you can't escape. But We believe there's something called Purpose. And you and I, as believers following Jesus, we know that the greatest purpose ever given is to let our lives shine for the good of those who need to know that Jesus loves them and there's more today than the life that they are living. And so I want to encourage us today. If you're watching and you're a believer, I hope that today we're brought just a little bit deeper in our relationship with God, a little bit deeper in our commitment. Today's message is meant to really challenge us at our core. Taking our Christian faith, our Christian walk, our influence beyond the surface level. The stuff that maybe we're okay with doing as maybe cultural Christians, but I want to take us a little bit deeper today about what the Bible says are some things that you and I can do. It's actually a process of being an influencer, of helping people like and subscribe the life that we live. Maybe today you're watching and you're not a follower of Christ and maybe this is not the top priority on your list. Well, I want to encourage you today and challenge you in the way that you're living that maybe you would just consider a life with Christ. Maybe you would consider the influence of the life that you're living and the difference that it's making in the lives of people that are around you. So I want to pray that we can receive the word today. So Father, I love you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for every person that is listening by podcast or watching online. I pray that today this word would change our lives. It would shape us and it would make us into who you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So to live a life where people want to like and subscribe, we must have three things that we are living. And number one, I want you to write this down, is a life of significance. A life of significance. Look at what the Bible says in Romans 5, verses 18 and 19. It says this, Yes, Adam's one, underline that word one, his one sin brings condemnation for everyone. Underline that word everyone. But Christ one, underline that again, Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for, here's that word underlined it, everyone. Because one, underline that, because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one, underline that, one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous." And what I want us to understand is that the area of influence that you carry, the significance that you have, is greater than you even realize. Many of us would say, well, my life is not that significant. I don't have that much influence. I'm not an influencer. I don't have thousands and thousands, maybe millions of people following me on a social media channel. They're not looking to me for uh, what to buy or what to choose or where to eat or, or what to wear. None of those things. Nobody's looking to me for that. But what I want us to understand is that every one of us carry a level of influence. Your significance matters. And every decision that you make and every choice that you choose to carry out in your life is carrying out an implication in the life of someone else. Adam, because of his one sin, caused many others to sin. Yet Jesus, because of his one act of righteousness, he brought life to many other people. What I'm telling you today is is that those little decisions and those little actions that you choose to live out, they matter. The one little thing that you do is a life of significance because of Jesus and what He did. It's new life for everyone. Because one disobeyed, it brought sin and death. Everything that you and I are facing today in this crazy, messed up, sinful world is because of the one decision from one person. Yet the hope that we celebrate of what is to come and the forgiveness that we have and the freedom that we can experience comes from the one decision of one person, Jesus, as man in flesh, obeying God and living out His purpose, a significant life. Now we all have hope because of His one decision. See, in order to leave a legacy, we have to live a legacy. In order to leave a legacy, you must live a legacy. Many of us would want to say, well, I want to leave a legacy behind me. I want to leave this place better than I found it. I want to make those around me better. No one would probably say, well, I want to leave everything worse. I want to make things bad. No, we all want to make a difference. We want to live a life of significance. And if people are going to like and subscribe to the life we're living, we have to have a life of significance. You have to live the legacy now if you're going to leave the legacy behind you. See, significance comes through substance, not through show. Significance comes through substance, not through show. Now, there are many people who are famous and who have hundreds of followers, thousands of followers, millions of followers. There are people that we would collectively know their names. We would know things about them. We would know their social media presence. We would know their multimedia presence. We would know them by their finances. We would know them by their fame. We would know them by certain things. But the truth is, if I were to ask you today to name the people who's made the biggest impact or significance in your life, They would be people that I probably don't even know. Some of you would name school teachers that maybe you had when you were young. Some of you may name coaches or pastors or youth pastors or parents or relatives or someone that you looked up to in your neighborhood. Most of us would name people that we had personal relationships with, not people that we know about. For most of us, it would be people that know us. See, significance comes through substance, not through show. Listen, the the decisions that you make, let me ask you some questions. Are you a person of integrity? See, if you're a person of integrity, that makes a difference. That's significant. Many people, they're living their life today that that don't have integrity in their life. And, And people's lives are negatively impacted because of those decisions, because they're seeing it as a lack of integrity walking through people. Do you live a life of integrity? That's significant. Do you tell the truth? Can people count on you? Do you follow through on your word? When you say something, do people know that, oh, they said it, so they're going to do it? That's a life of significance. Do you keep those commitments? Do you pay your debts? Do you pay your debt? I told a a man in our city when we first planted our church nine years ago, We were looking for some office space, and we were discussing with this man who had a lot of buildings and properties in our city, and and I told him, I said, look, we'll pay on time, and we're going to be a good tenant, And, and I was telling him all these things, and he said, sir, he said, no disrespect, pastor, he said, but nearly every church in this city owes me money. He said, I've been doing this for a long time. And you know, churches, unfortunately, are known for not paying their bills on time, because they don't... They don't walk in significance. They don't walk with integrity. They don't follow through in paying their debt. I'm telling you, paying your bet, your debts and paying your bills, it's a, big, it's a big deal. That credit score, it's a big deal. You need to lock in, walk with integrity because it says something about you. Cultivate Church, we are debt-free. I live a debt-free life. Why? Because I want to live differently than the world. Uh, uh, the borrow is slave to the lender. I don't want to live that way. Live your life differently and live in insignificance. You're loyal and you're trustworthy. You honor people. All of these things that maybe you don't take seriously are ways to live in significance. Because of the one decision that you're making to tell that one lie, well people are watching. When you choose to not follow through with the things that you said and not hold your commitments and not be reliable, well people are watching that. That's significant. It says something about you. If you Obey what Scripture says, or if you don't, it says something about you. This is as believers, as we point our lives to Jesus, and maybe even if you're not a believer, it still says something about the person that you are and the legacy that you're going to leave. Are people liking and subscribing to the life you're living because of the decisions that you're making? A life of significance is a daily desire to make a difference. That's all it is. A life of significance is just a daily desire to make a difference. That will help you choose the decisions that you make and the things that you do. It is a significant living life. If people are going to subscribe to me and follow me and watch the way I live, I want it to be a life of significance. I want it to point to Jesus and who Jesus is. So if people are going to like and subscribe, number one, they have to live, you have to live a life of significance. Not perfection, not that you have it all together, not that you'll never make mistakes, but A significant decision is saying, hey, I made a mistake. I blew it. I messed up. Please forgive me. I'm going to do my best to never do that again. Will you hold me accountable so that if I make a mistake, you can help me correct those mistakes and be better next time? People are watching the little things that we do. Adam made one decision and Jesus made one decision. It's the little things that make a significant life. And then number two, it's a life of surrender. If you're going to live a life of significance, you have to live a life of surrender. This is what the scripture says in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 1 and 12. It says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that pleases God. Underline that. Live in a way that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. Underline that, even more. Then, people who are not believers will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others. This is a really powerful uh, verse of Scripture, verses 1 and verses 12. And there's verses 1 through 11. If you go and read this whole passage, 1 through 11 just gives us insight. It gives us tips, information on how to live the right way, on how to live a surrendered life. And then verse 12, I love the fact that when we unpack all of 1 through 11, we see that it ends with the big idea is that it is impacting other people, that people who have liked or subscribed to your life and the way that you live and the decisions that you make, believers, Christians, the way that you represent Christ, it all accumulates to the impact you're making on the lives of other people. I love this verse of Scripture. Finally, dear brothers sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live in a way that what? That pleases God. Let's stop there for just a second and let's talk about that. Culturally speaking, we live most of our ways that pleases us, pleases you. We make decisions about ourselves first, and we'll worry about everyone else last. Because Adam made one decision, all of sin and many people have followed sin since. Because of one decision of Jesus choosing to follow God, And sacrificing, many of us have received hope through him for all of our eternity. Now, the Bible is saying this, live in such a way. We urge you to live in a way that pleases Jesus. In other words, your life must be surrendered to the things that are pleasing to him that we don't surrender our life to culture, we don't surrender our lives to the change of, of what's being said on the news or what's being said across social media or what's being done in your place of employment. No, my life is choosing to live significantly, a life of surrender that lays all of my hopes, all of my dreams, all of my opinions, all of my ideas, all of my feelings, I lay that down and I surrender it to Jesus. I'm asking you this question today. What is your life or who is your life surrender to? Live in such a way that it pleases God. Now, many of us would say, well, maybe you're talking to people that don't know Jesus. Maybe you're talking to people who aren't believers. But then the Bible says, hey, many of you ha- have already done this. You already live this way, but we encourage you to do so Even more. Maybe you want to underline that. Believers, Christians, we encourage you to do it even more. What is in your life right now, even if you've been following Jesus for 50 years, what is it that is still in your sin nature that you need to lay down before Him? What is it that needs to be surrendered? When people like and subscribe to the life you're living as a representation of Jesus, as someone who is a light on a stand that gives light to all, what is it that people have liked and subscribed to? Have they subscribed to your ways, your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, your opinions, your political ideas, your social ideas, your social media influence? What is it that they have subscribed to? Because the significance of the decisions and the choices that I'm making must be through a surrender life unto God because my life is to please Him. And then verse 12 tells us that if we live that way, surrender to God in order to please Him, it says, then people who are not believers, they will respect the way you live, you, your influence, your significance, your surrender, and you will not need to depend on others. Everything about the Christian life, everything that God gives to us is so that our life would make a difference for people who are not believers. If you're watching today and you're not a follower of Jesus and you have watched the way people have lived their lives that have claimed to be Christians, and it is contrary to what the Bible says, it is contrary to who Jesus was, I just want to tell you I'm sorry that you've had to be Uh, that that Jesus has been betrayed that way to your life. I'm sorry, many people have gotten it wrong. I have messed up. I've gotten it wrong. None of us are perfect, but our motive and our heart is this, is that you would know that beyond our mistakes and beyond our, our failures and our faults, the fragmented parts of our lives, Jesus loves you and he loves us. And today, my hope is that Cultivate Church, we would live a life of significance, And that we would surrender ourselves to please God. That we would lay things down in order to be pleasing to Him so that because of the life that we live, the life that you live, that they would not need anything else. They would be respectful of the way that you live because it would point them to Jesus. There's two levels of surrender. Maybe you wanna write these down. These are extra, not on your notes there, but there's two levels of surrender. And the very first, is that we accept Jesus as our Savior. It's the very first moment where we go, you know what, I am a sinner. And as I stand right now in the life that I'm living, I would not make it to heaven. If I died today, I would not spend eternity with Jesus because there's sin in my life. And the Bible teaches us that sin is a barrier between us and our relationship with God. And it's only the forgiveness of Jesus that sets us free and makes us right with God. And that moment of realization that we say, Jesus, I confess sin, I believe that you died on the cross, and I give my life to you, that is a moment of surrender, that I make Jesus the Savior of my life. Unfortunately, many people choose to stop there, and that is not the end. That, my friend, is only the beginning. If you've never surrendered as Jesus as your Savior, if you've never surrendered your life to Him, I would say today is your day. Before we conclude today, I'm going to pray for you that you could do that. That needs to be the very first step in a life of significance walking in surrender. But from that point, we need to move forward to the second surrender, and that's making Jesus Lord of our life. That means everything else goes to the side. All of my thoughts, my opinions, my motives, my ideas, everything is subject to what the Word of God says, and I live by the Word. And if it challenges me, let it change me. If it is uh, something that I have a hard time accepting, God, conform me to your word. God, I'm not asking you to conform to me. That's what it means to make Jesus the Lord of your life. It means you submit to everything that God is asking you to submit to. Areas like the control of your life. Who's in control of your life today? Maybe you don't know. You're a believer or maybe you're not a believer. And you're saying, I don't know if I'm surrendered or not. Well, who's in control? Who determines the things that you do, the decisions that you make, the way that you think, the way that you feel? Well, if God is in control, God is controlling your actions. He is motivating your feelings and your emotions. He's in control because He's guiding you with His Word as a parent would guide a child, your money. Look, if your money is not surrendered before God, the Bible says you're walking in disobedience. If I don't give and I don't tithe, that's not just from a pastor's perspective, that's from the biblical perspective, from the Old Testament to the New, that the Bible teaches us that we can't serve two masters. We can't serve God and we can't serve money. And if my money is not surrendered to God, let me tell you today, you may be following the Lord, but you're following Him at a limited capacity. Because until you surrender your money and your finances, you're still in control. You haven't surrendered completely to God. Maybe that's something you need to surrender. Your relationships, your worries, your fears, your future, all of these things are good little checklists to to say, hey, I'm taking inventory of my life. Am I surrendered? Well, look at the areas of your life and ask yourself who is in control. And I'll give you a little surrender survey. I think this is important because this helps guide the decisions that you make. This helps guide you in living a surrendered life. When you go to make a decision, or when you go to to, to make a life-altering uh, decision in, in your work, or your family, your career, whatever it may be, this will help you. When you go to open your mouth and say those words, or when you go to give that look, or to give that attitude, this will help you to know if it's a life of surrender. And there's a few questions, there's four, and the first is this, if you wanna write it down. What does the Bible say about this? Well, you're about to make that decision You're about to have that conversation. You're about to take this action. You're about to spend this money. Well, what does the Bible say about it? That'll tell you really quickly if you're in line of a life of significance in surrender. If people are watching the life that they have liked and subscribed to that should be pointing to Jesus, well, is what I'm about to do, Is it? uh, what does the Bible say about it? Would it say yes? Would it say no? Would it say do it a different way? What does the Bible say about it? The second question is this, will it draw me or others closer to Jesus? This decision that I'm about to make, this action that I'm about to take, the words I'm about to speak, will it bring me closer to Jesus? Or will it bring other people closer to Jesus? Or will it push them away? Are they going to be attracted to it? Is it going to show people by the way that I live a respectful way that Jesus is who he says he is because they've seen him living in my life? or is it gonna push them away? Will doing this represent Jesus will? Is this what Jesus would have done? Is this the picture that I want people to see of Jesus in my life? And then the fourth question, is it necessary or is it helpful? Is this necessary? Do I have to do this? Is it gonna make me better? Is it going to be helpful to me? Is it going to make somebody else better? Is it going to be helpful to them? I'm telling you, if you filter your decisions, if you filter your actions, if you filter your words, your thoughts, your emotions through those four questions, it will keep you in alignment to a life surrendered to the Lord. So if people are liking and subscribing to our life, I told you this is a tough one today. You need to live a life of significance You get a life of significance out of a life of surrender. And then number three, you get a life of surrender out of a life of sacrifice. A life of sacrifice. Jesus calls us to live, as believers, a life of sacrifice. Romans 15 verses 1 through 3 says this, We who are not strong must be considerate. Underline that word considerate. We must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not please ourselves. I think you ought to underline that whole statement. We must not please ourselves. We should do what? Help others do what is right? Underline that. We should help other people do what is right. We should build them up in the Lord, meaning we should be pointing to Jesus. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. Listen, this is a big one, church. And I want to camp here for just a second. And I'm not trying to be over the top and I'm not trying to be holier than thou, but let me tell you something. As believers, we're not perfect and we don't get it right all the time. But we should be striving to live a life of holiness, to be set apart. The Bible says we live in this world, but we are not of this world. We don't live like this world. We don't talk like this world. We don't walk like this world. We don't act like this world. We don't treat people the way the world treats other people. No, we must be considerate of those who are around us because we must not live to please ourselves to do what we want. No, we must help other people do what is right. As people like and subscribe to my life and you follow Jesus and you represent him, they're looking to you, they're looking to me as an example of what it means to be pleasing to the Lord. We must help others do what is right. Jesus didn't even live. To please himself. I was in the gym the other day and I was talking with a guy that I just met for the very first time. I mean he was 6'4, about 250 pounds of solid muscle, and he was asking me for some tips uh, of, of how to you know grow some size and stuff, and that's a joke, that's not true at all. But we were talking and in the midst of our conversation within the first few minutes, he dropped so many just four-letter words. And he asked me in the midst of our conversation, he said, What do you what do you do? and I skirted around it the first time. I was able to avoid saying, well, I'm a pastor. But again, it came up in the conversation later. And he said, now, what is it that you do again? And I said, well... I pastor a church and then in that moment he said oh my gosh I can't believe it I'm so sorry I don't usually talk this way and then we got into a conversation about how the words we use are just cultural and who chooses what's a, a curse word a bad word a good word and I said look man you're not you're not bothering me at all I said I said you're not offending me I'm enjoying our conversation and I did and what I was trying to say is is look I, you're you're not a christian and i understand what you're saying i see that you're saying hey look it, it, they're just words and you know what they are and you know what it is just cultural But the Bible says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. The Bible says that the way that I live my life is different than the way a non-believer lives his life. You see, the only reason he apologized is because he knew I was a pastor, which means that I'm a representation of who Jesus is. And suddenly, the words he was saying, in his opinion, as, uh, as someone who wasn't following Jesus closely, was that those words shouldn't be said. So I live my life in a life of sacrifice that I don't walk in that freedom to say any word out of my mouth that I want to say, even though it could just be cultural. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine. It doesn't say not to drink alcohol, but you know what? As a believer, I don't even walk in that freedom. I do not drink alcohol. And if you were to ask me what I think you should do, I would say you shouldn't do it either. You know why I say that? Because I live my life in such a way that those who are weaker than me, that I'm building them up. I don't want my freedom or my ability to drink alcohol to send somebody else who is struggling to overcome an addiction not be able to connect to Jesus because they're sitting with me with a barrier between their life of freedom all over something like Alcohol. Look, politics, I don't walk in that freedom. You're not going to see political statements all over my Facebook or my social media. I don't walk in that freedom, not because I don't have opinions, but because it's not worth it to offend those who are uh, living differently than me. I want to point to Jesus, not to a political system. My attitude, I don't get to share my attitude the way I want to share it sometimes. There's things I want to say, there's actions that I want to take, but I can't do it, do you know why? Because I represent Jesus and I want people to see Jesus through me. I want to live a life of significance, surrender to the things of God to please Him first and then live a life of sacrifice that is attractive to people who are around me. A significant life for people to like and follow, it is a surrender to God first And it's a life of sacrifice unto people. I want to give you one more passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 8, verses 9-13. through And here's what it says. Be careful that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you, with all your knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against them in this way and wound their conscience, their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause him to fall. Say, Pastor, well, you're saying, well, I won't drink alcohol. I mean, that's a that's not even that's overboard. That's not even what the Bible says. Well, the scripture also says, I'm not going to do it. I'll I'll never eat meat again if it causes someone to sin. I don't want my life to point to temporary things. I don't want my life to point people to things that that will keep them from God's best for their life. I don't want any aspect of my life, of who I am and what I do on this temporary planet to be a detractor to people finding Jesus. I want to live a life of significance. I want to live a life of surrender before God, that first of all, my life pleases Him. And then I want to live a life of sacrifice, that the way I live and the things that I choose to do is attractive to people who are trying to find a relationship with God so that people who like and subscribe to my influence can be pointed to Jesus so they can see the goodness of God in me and through me so that they know that God can do that for them. Believers today, I'm encouraging you to live that life, the life of influence, so that people around you can find Jesus. Everything we've talked about in this series up to this day, this is the core of it. This is the heart of it. This is the root of it, of how we are able to achieve everything we've discussed to make a difference in the lives of other people. So I wanna pray for you today. and Wherever you are, I just want this to be a moment where you just focus in on what matters, and that's your condition today. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? And if you don't, I want to pray for you. Do you know that today you'd spend eternity with Him? If you don't, today's your day. Maybe you're watching this as a Christian, and you claim Christ, and you claim to be a Christ follower, but yet you know that the life that you're living is not quite the life of significance that you would like. You're not fully surrendered to God, and you don't live a life of sacrifice for others. Then today I want to pray that God would help us to do that. Jesus, I pray for all of my friends watching right now. And if there's one person that does not have a relationship with you, I pray, God, that you'd forgive us of our sin. We thank you, Jesus, for loving us, for dying on the cross for us, and we choose to admit our sin. We ask your forgiveness, and we commit our life to you today. Thank you for relationship with me, Jesus. And God, I pray for everybody who is a believer who's following you to live a life of significance a life of surrender, and a life of sacrifice. God, align our hearts to your heart. God, don't let us live selfishly for ourselves, but let everything we do as an influencer point to you. People are watching. They have liked and subscribed to the life we're living. Let it point to Jesus. God, convict us in any areas that are wrong. God, I pray that you just motivate us, you mold us, and you make us in the way that you want us to be. I pray that for all my friends today. And today, if you made a decision to give your heart or your life to Jesus, will you let us know? Will you click that button right there at Church Online? Will you send us an email? Send us an instant message? Send us a DM? Let us know that God has changed your life today so that we can pray for you. God, I pray blessings on every person who's listening and watching. In Jesus' name, amen.